All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Are you guys having fun over there without me? I'm looking at a pie chart of nationality split from Oilers defensemen all time. And there's a little sliver up there for South Korea. Who's that? Alex Plant. Oh, yes. Uh, How could we forget? How many games did he play for? I'm going to guess four. No, he played like half a season, didn't he? Did he? Shit. It took a while for us to realize that he might not be very good. Who's the other guy they had that was young? Colton Tuba. Uh, I had high uh, hopes for Colton yeah. Tuber. He was part of the Dustin Penetrate. 13th yeah. overall. Yep. Yep. Yeah, whoops. Uh, good Western League he boy. He played three, six. Oh, no. He only played 10 games for the Oilers. That was close. Plan? Yeah. Plan. How many did he play for Oklahoma? A, a lot more seasons. than that. More. Between Oklahoma and Springfield, mm. uh, he played almost 200. Who were the other f- Over two first-round picks? Who are the Sam Gagne, and then it was Riley Nash. Yeah. Bingo. There you go. Riley so, Nash is still in the league, and so, Sam, and so is Sam Gagne. They're both still in the league. Sam Gagne's actually having a good start in Winnipeg, too. Good for him. Yeah. Are we sure that's not Brandon Davidson? <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone said they look alike or something like that. Who's that? I forget. That's I just... It was a TikTok. Oh, there was a TikTok. It was the oh, was that was that one where they were trying to guess? Yeah, trying yeah, to guess yeah, Gagne. Yeah, yeah, and the one yeah. guy's like the guy who hurt McDavid, Brandon David, or yeah, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. David. How fucking dare you, Brandon so Davidson? Stupid. Would never. He would never. He's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. All right, Oilers Nation Radio Poor episode, guy. whatever it is. Bag milk, Rick, Tyler, Dan, and Farmer Liam. Yes, check it in. Are we getting into this right off the hop? Yeah, might as well. Why not? Liam, <clears throat> this morning you we have a Tuesday meeting every week where we kind of bring people from across the company together just to make sure we're all on the same page. Liam checked in from a location on Zoom that I had never seen before. 
only to find out that he was farming. I'm a farmer this week. I'm what do you mean this week? Yeah, no, why is this, this a week? one-time thing? Is it being they filmed? Need, they needed, yeah, I'm on a new reality show. I like it. Um, can, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just on this farm. They asked me to come and look after the dogs for a week, and with that... Oh, so you're house-sitting. I'm house-sitting, but it's on a farm. <laughs> Farm-sitting. He farm was telling sitting. us, so he was he had his convincer, he's you, a farmer. I'm farming. I'm pick. I'm. Did you pick up the, any eggs today? I got a lot of eggs today. Did you it's milk any like cows? No cow milking. Did you take the horses for a walk. There's no. Could you milk a cow if you needed to? No way. You'd get kicked in the head. How do you know? I never thought I could face my fear of chickens. Now look at me. Hold what do you mean you have fear of chickens? Wait. Have you ever met a chicken face to face? I have. They're terrifying. In fact, I Why'd used you to get go low enough to go face to face with them. Well, yeah. I don't get face to face. They get foot to face. <laughs> but it's, just, it's guys, a little much. What you guys don't know is that Liam is actually selected to be the new host of a new reality show called Dirty Jobs, where he just goes around that. and does different jobs. Yeah. I watch that. There's You're the only, new micro. There's only one episode I got my hands to. He was day. a scout before. Now he's a farmer. Yeah, now I'm a burger reviewer as well. So chicken, what chicken nuggets <laughs> next? What's your uh, <laughs> so? What's your morning like on this farm? Like you go get eggs from the chicken. I go get eggs from the chicken. What do you like? So what are your duties? You're, you're sleeping there at night, right? I sleep there. So you wake. What time do you get up? Well, Ooh, I think I think oh. if there's any farmers listening to this, they're yep. not going to like what they're about to hear. Well, this morning I got up at eight. <laughs> <laughs> Bright and early as the chickens do. <laughs> yeah, the chickens woke me up at eight. Uh, and then I I had a shower, did my did my <laughs> 8.30 meeting, and I gradually made my way outside to the chickens. What, what time what did you get up like to the chickens? I got to the chickens at like 9.30 at least. 9.30, yeah. yeah. Wow. And the meeting ended. Those poor chickens. What is, there, yeah. What's on the task list at the farm? Like what is Liam wakes up today, Tuesday, I've got X, Y, Z to Apparently do. Apparently not list. very much. Yeah. I got to go and it's not a big farm. I got to go check the chickens. I got to go get the eggs, make sure the food's good. <laughs> water's good. Um, then I got to go check on the horses. One of them has a bandage. So I got to make sure the bandage is okay. What happens if the bandage is okay? What happened to the horse? I got to call. I don't know what happened to the horse. If the bandage isn't okay, I got an emergency number. I got to call. Oh, so you're not expected to tend to the wound. No, so I define it's not only a, okay though. It's only a bandage, man. How hard can it be? It's I don't know. Horse. Yeah, yeah, but no. If you're if you're calm, the horse will be calm. You just stay there and relax. You know, you kind of pet it, take the bandage off, clean it up a little bit, put a new bandage on. How hard can Give that be? There's another oh, good layer point. to this. I may have a slight fear of farm animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a good first episode of your new reality show. Ah, shit. So the chickens are one thing, but another time, I've done this many a times. So why? Why, <laughs> why not? It's, Do we have to put more on your plate here at the company? Because I, I think feel so. like your life is just nonsense for the most part. <laughs> so this one time I was looking after them and I had to give the horses hay. So they have this big barn and they were like, just open the door and then just walk out and just throw out the hay. Yeah, simple. But I wasn't stealthy enough about it. So I opened this door and I had these three massive horses just staring at me and I had just this bundle of hay in my hands. And they started eating the hay out of my arms. That sounds like, well, that sounds wonderful. Aww, that's that's, that's I, very nice. I just dropped the hay and I just stepped back Ran. and left. <laughs> Whose horse is that? So Who's yeah. Liam's? <laughs> yeah, no, I got these other two two dogs. They're good. Uh, Daisy and Leo, named after Drysidal and McDavid. Oh. The other dog used to be called Ebby before she passed away, oh, yeah. after oh. Emily. They have cats. They're called Red. Nuge and Halsey. Oh, oh, okay. So Big I'm not fans. sure where they got these names from, but yeah. 
And the living room is orange for no particular reason. Well, I do like that you are attending a farm despite being scared of the animals mm. on said farm. I question yeah. who's asking him to do this. <laughs> yeah, good question. Like they have to know by now that you're not exactly uh, so keep, confident around them. I keep my fears to myself. <laughs> <laughs> and our listeners. Nah, nobody's listening to this anyway. It's fine. All right. Well, there's uh, six minutes on what Liam's been up to. <laughs> that was just today. Stay tuned for Friday. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait for another update. Can we send like a cameraman? We should send or a camera cameraman. Person. Or like, can you wear a GoPro all day? Oh, please. <laughs> I could. I would love to watch you try and feed those horses because I said to me in my head, opening the barn doors, there's three horses staring at me with my bundle of, hey, that sounds like I'm going to have an experience. I never I'm going to really, feed them horses and I'm going to bond. They were bigger than I expected. Like, horses are obviously big. <laughs> but yeah, they got some size to them. <laughs> yeah, I like how you say you just put it down and stepped away. I have this sneaking suspicion you kind of dropped it. Yes. Yeah, and you, you and those, yeah, those feet were moving pretty quickly. You were not stepping away per se. Like exactly. You were... Build You're moving myself back up a little bit after saying I was scared of some chickens. So. I, uh, I noticed you're wearing a reasonably fresh pair of Nikes as well on the show today. Those were not farm attire today. I'm guessing. I only have one pair of shoes. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, what do you mean? <laughs> you have, no. Wait, hold. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? You have one pair of shoes. Well, like, you have like I one lie. pair of like regular shoes. I have two pairs of shoes. Well, I have, obviously I have dress shoes. Okay, so we're, okay. Yeah, so okay. we're outside okay. the dress shoes. The dress shoes are on their own. And I got these bad boys. These black Nikes. And then I have a pair of I have a pair of white Adidas. So okay. Three That's pairs it. of That's shoes. Awesome. Three pairs of shoes. Yeah, yeah okay. but I only wear one pair. But you of don't shoes. have like a dirty pair of like work shoes that <laughs> yeah, you can like wear farming. Pop some. You go for a little hike. Yeah. Just I'll wear my Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning so much about Liam now that Shit. he's a part of the pod. <laughs> oh, I love that. All right, Tyler. Oh yeah. Well, we, we got some business to get to. For him, hundred percent. We need to get him more than one good shoe. Uh, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle. Of course, they are opening their new location in November down in Calgary. So if you were an Oilers fan, if you're listening to this behind enemy lines, we're going to be feeding you very, very shortly. If you're in Edmonton, you want to order some Oodle Noodle because it's Tuesday and you feel like you've worked enough for the week. Our friends at DoorDash are there to help you. Liam. Ding dong. Thank you very much. Tyler, what is our delicious debate today? What was the most impressive part of the victory last night over the Pittsburgh Penguins? Oh, you changed it on yeah, the you, spot. Yeah, you, you changed it. <laughs> yep. That's fine. That's fine. Figured it's more appropriate to start with the game last night, though. Okay. So that is your delicious debate. What was the most impressive part of that victory by the oil? Well, I'm going to say the response for me was the most impressive part because I'm not going to lie to you. After the first period, I went, well, that was one for you flush that first period. Nowhere to go but up from there. And the fact that the Oilers responded in the second period with a franchise record 26 shots Woo. on net to try and pull themselves back in it. I liked the pushback. I liked that they weren't just folding their cards laying down. I also like that, that temporary scary moment when we all thought Connor was going down, the team kind of rallied around it and kind of started going. So I thought, I thought you were going to say that you just liked that moment. You like the adrenaline. Uh, listen, I was at the last PTSD. one. PTSD. Uh, yeah, I have a little PTSD. I was at the last one and that one scared me real good. You know how confident I was that he was going to be okay. He left the game. And you went to hockey. No, no, I didn't. I did go to my beer league game after yeah, yeah. the hockey it. game, but uh, I was at the Oilers game. Right. I was sitting there. See McDavid go down. I go, you know what? He's going to come back. And I know a tweet saying McDavid's back will do numbers. So I pre-typed out the tweet. <laughs> I tweeted, do that. I tweet. I typed out on my, I tweeted, Connor McDavid is back on the Oilers bench. Close phone. 
Let it sit there. TV timeout. Pulled out my phone. Watched. Bang. There he is. Send. You were first, or you were really early on it. I was first. Because I, I know Dan, he was at the game last night too. He sent a picture, but he was yeah. way late after you by the time he got there. Because yeah. he didn't pre-type out the tweet. You should have taken a but picture of McDavid earlier in the game <laughs> but, and then just tweeted that one. But Dan, your angle isn't as good, is it? Like you're above oh, the bench, no, you're above I'm, the I'm bench right? Tweets. But he's staring at the bench, Yeah, if yeah, I remember I'm, correctly. I'm behind the bench, so I heard the crowd first before I saw him. Mm. Anyways, yeah, that was nerve-wracking, um, but we'll talk it, about that you're right. They used it as a, as a rallying point, and that's great. Liam, what well, do you think? I just think the fact so many players were able to contribute was really good Ooh, to I see. I like the way you say that. I do, too. Contribute. Contribute. Contribute is the way we say it here. Contribute. Oh, he spawned the language. I was going to yeah, say he's right. Aluminium. Aluminium? Vitamins? Vitamins. Mm. Ah. Mm. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just how many people were able to... To be part of the win, to go out and push us over the top. I think that's something that was has been missing from this team all season right now, right? Yeah, I think it was it was definitely like the second. It was everybody outside of Connor and, and, and Leon. That, well, McDavid um, didn't have a point. Well, yeah, no, that's yeah. what I mean, though, right? Like I was getting frustrated there in the first period after that that Crosby goal. Even after the uh, even after the Barry goal, I didn't really clap too much. I was just still, I was still a little frustrated. I was expecting expecting them to play like they did last year. And then they started to come out afterwards. So I'm not going to sit there and, and pat him on the back too hard. I'm just going to give him like the little head nod and say, you know what? That's kind of what we expect. And, you know, good game and get to the dressing room and let's go for, uh, let's get on the plane. Dan, you were at Rogers Place last night. What did you see? Well, you guys have, you guys have really nailed it talking about the, the comeback. But for me, I think it was the, the Brian Rust goal right before the penalty there by Petrie that, I feel like was what triggered the Oilers because that shot was a nothing shot on the back of Campbell and it went in the net. And after that, it just seemed like this team realized that shooting the puck, good things can happen. And, you know, you saw it from Evander Kane with eight shots in one period and the rest of the team, you know, followed suit. So yeah, I mean, for me, it was just the fact that they started shooting the damn rubber and good things came out of it and came about from it. I like that, Dan, because I always tweet, shoot from the parking lot, create your own chaos. And I thought last night in the second period and to a little bit of a lesser extent in the third, the others were doing that. They were ripping shots on net. Jari to a point stood on his head and was kind of keeping it with uh, keeping yeah. Pittsburgh in the lead, but then the dam kind of broke. But it was so much more than just shooting the puck. It's like they were playing on their toes. They were playing. They were, they were advancing. Garbage. They were advancing. Everything was going forward. It wasn't about playing flat foot. It wasn't about be playing on your heels. It was about being on your toes and playing forward. And they started doing that, which led to the shots, which led to the goals. They were just, they weren't playing the game where they were getting cute. I thought where they're taking a bunch of shots, but they had guys going to the net. They had go, guys going for rebounds and like the Nuge one from right and tight outside the goal mouth. There was the Tyson Berry goal that took a couple of lucky bounces. Need that sometimes. sometimes you need those bounces. And that comes from when you're trying to play a game. That's not too cute. It's not always the perfect two on one passing play or whatever it is. Last night, the Oilers were getting greasy and they got rewarded for it. But I said this last, I think I said it on Friday on the podcast, maybe it was last Tuesday. I don't forget um, that when we give up these too many goals, a couple games in a row, then they started to tighten it up. And then you see the offensive outburst, right? Um, so I got a little ahead of myself there last game. The, the the really tight game that they played well defensively and was just defensive yeah. was St. Louis, right? Like there was offense was a secondary thought. They weren't pushing the river there. They played a very strong defensive game, which I think um, gives them that confidence going to their next game when they, we can do this, we can play like this properly. And then it really elevates their offense from there. 
What do you make of that? Uh, there was a f- bunch of things that really stood out to me. One, it was the way when Connor went down, Leon kind of just like, you know, cracked his knuckles and was like, oh, I got okay. this. Fine, I'll do it. Yeah, I got it. This one's on me. And he went and he held up his end of the bargain. His goal three was a points. beauty. Mm-hmm. Beauty. Um, like I said, I was at the game and Nuge scored to make it a one goal game or tie the game at that point. Yep. And I was like, well, 90 seconds left. I'm going to go take a piss. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, you the dry side of goal. Uh, so I'm upset about that. Uh, but Drysetta was outstanding. And also, I thought Evan Bouchard had his best game of the season. Uh, I think they all did. Yeah, I think a lot of Oilers did, but Bouchard specifically, like the pass to Zach Hyman. My first goal? Yeah, there's no defenseman on this team other than Bouchard's capable of making a pass like that. Like splitting Malkin's legs and putting it right on Hyman's tape in stride was just spectacular. And that wasn't lucky. Like he, he took no. a look back before he got to the puck. He knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And that game as a whole was kind of from a Bouchard only perspective. Like that's what makes him so exciting as a young player, right? Is like, man, when he's on the way he can command the game from the blue line, the way he creates offensive chances and all of that is just, it's so impressive and it's an elite, elite skill that he has. And yeah, he's got to clean it up in his own end and that'll come with time. He's only 22. He hasn't even played 52. He hasn't even played 150 games in the NHL yet. Mm -hmm. Right. That's correct. This time around. Um, but he he'll all that other stuff will come is my point and last night I thought the offensive side of his game was just outstanding Uh, another thing I want to ask you guys about six games now six games with a PK goal allowed by the Oilers what do you see in like the first one is the one that went in last night Mm -hmm. they were solid for the other four chances so one one of those is four minute as well oh yeah the the uh, old Daryl clipped him a little bit there but what do you make of the PK so far? Is this just early season rust? What do you see? Everything before the first, the second period last night was just a, a weird start, um, a passive start to the season. Uh, I want to see what happens from that second period on. And at that point, I think everything has looked good so far. Liam, you're a head scout. What do you see in the PK right now? <laughs> it doesn't seem to be in sync. Like They don't seem to be like playing together as a unit. Like there was that goal against Carolina where they literally just burst through and yeah. from just stood there. It's like, what are you doing? And even on that first goal, um, who was it who scored the first goal? Raquel? Yeah. On the power play, it's like Devin Shaw kind of comes over to go and get him, then he moves, and then the defenseman doesn't know what he's supposed to do, and it's like, they just don't really seem to know. Their and that was that signs. shot that went over the glove, right? That was yeah, that stupid. It, yeah, that was it, a, that shot was yeah. very hard it's a to hell stop. hell of a shot. It, it was. Very hard to stop that one. But... If he's put under pressure by the right guy, he's probably not going to get that. He doesn't get a move. He had a lot of time and space. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just kind of stupid errors, which luckily we're only, what, six games into the season, so we've got a lot of time to work on it. But I think just getting in sync on the penalty kill is what the others need to accomplish. It's like the power play just clicks every time, right? So and now, they're starting to make some new guys in there in that yeah. regard as well, right? Like Tyson Berry's killing penalties and he never really killed penalties in the past. A guy like Ryan McLeod is still pretty young into his NHL career. He's learning how to kill penalties. I'm looking last game, Evan Bouchard. Fogel. Yeah, Fogel's one of them as well. You're right. Uh, Evan Bouchard killed 251 on the PK. Like he's a guy who doesn't do that a lot. So I, I'm willing to give them a little bit of leeway here. Um, also, every player on the team except Poole Yarvey had at least a second of PK time yesterday. So they're trying to mix in a lot of guys. And I think that's giving them, there's just maybe some growing pains with that. So I'm fine with it early in the year. Are you able to see how many PK minutes Poole Yarvey's played? Like, does he never? I feel like I've no, seen he, him on the PK. Never. Never? Doesn't. Never. Weird. I don't, so <clears throat> I don't think they like, 
I don't think they're confident in, with him playing his position while the other team has the puck and moving around the moving it around the perimeter. Um, puck battles, I think he's probably one of your best ones on, on, on the team, especially in the other end. Um, long stick, dude, that's got to be a good thing, right? Flubs the puck sometimes, so maybe that's going to you know affect some of your, your dump outs. But I just think they don't; they're not fully comfortable with how he plays the system when the other team has the puck in his own in in our end. Which is interesting, considering literally every other player is playing. It's clear that they're experimenting on a lot of things. So well, if you look at it, like if you yeah, but if you look at it. A lot of the top end guys, you're not worried about that. And a lot of the bottom end guys are the guys that you're kind of expecting to do that anyways. And right now, Pooley Ivory is kind of somewhere floating in the middle. Doesn't really have a a spot right now. Doesn't really have a, whether he's offense or defensive or exactly what he is. He's kind of like, he's spinning his tires right now. It's frustrating to watch. How many he actually got devoted play? last night. He got f- flung around everywhere. How many power play minutes did he play? Did he play? No, he last got, night he played he got a little 39 bit, seconds. He got a little bit of the, of the second PP, uh, probably the last one of the game. Interesting. Yeah, he got 39 seconds. But Overall he, played 11-23 last night. He did two leave the ice, though. Minutes. He did leave the ice. So right. it, was, it was after Connor. He, uh, he was taking a couple strides. I was watching him. And was, he would look back at, I can't remember his right foot. He looked he took about three strides and each time that one leg really wasn't there. So I don't know if it was the leg or if it was the skate. Cause he went right off the ice and was gone for a little bit. Hmm. Can I go on a rant? Sure. There's something driving me a little crazy right now on the old Oilers Twitter sphere. Do you need oh, help I'm from excited. a farmer? Not quite. Okay. Maybe. Maybe later. Yeah. I'll stay locked in. So excellent. Yes. and Kyler Yamamoto <laughs> are both struggling to find the back of the net right now. I think that's fair. They're both getting minutes yes. in the top six yes. and they're both kind of failing to convert on their chances. Yamamoto is stumbling over his feet when he gets the puck at times. Puliyarvi is doing the same thing. It's just neither of them are fully in rhythm. Yep. But now there is the crowd of people on Twitter who are using Yamamoto as like a scapegoat for why Pugliarvi's struggles are okay. It was also Nuge before that. It was Nuge before that. But every time now Yamamoto misses a chance, you go on Twitter and someone's tweeting the joke that they think is so fucking funny. Oh, Yamamoto's got to bury those chances if he's going to stay in the top six because that's what people would say about Pugliarvi. And it's like, you know, just because there is a section of media slash fans who appear to be anti-Pugliarvi to some extent, That does not mean, and it is not productive at all, to then try to counterbalance it by being overly anti-Yamamoto. Like, they're both young forwards. They're both going to be a little inconsistent at this stage in their career. Yamamoto does great, and that's the other thing that drives me nuts. (laughs) When Pugliarvi isn't scoring, the people who are diehard Pugliarvi supporters will sit there and be like, well, look what he does away from the puck. He's so good in the D zone. He's getting to those areas. Blah, 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 blah. list goes on and on. And with Yamamoto now, it's like, oh, he can't score. Look look at the numbers. He's never good with McDavid. He's never good with Drysaddle. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, he forechecks like a demon, he creates turnovers, and he creates space for those guys. If you're going to sit there and be pissed off because there's a certain section, again, of fans and media who are always dumping on Pugliarvi, how do you think it's okay (laughs) to then sit there and shit on Kyler Yamamoto, who's had a bad four and a half games or five games to start the season. Jesus. So had everybody before but, the second period yesterday. Yeah. Like yeah, there's no also see, to five on five. It's just weird to me. There's a lot of people that it almost seems like metaphorically they're drowning with their stance and they're trying to look at anybody else around them to pull them down with them. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it at all. It's like I said before it's a need to be right. Yes. Before the sites got turned on Yamo, there was also a lot of the same.
same mm-hmm. kind of talk about Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And then what happens? All of a sudden, my boy rips up seven points in four games and go, oh, well, I can't shit on Nugent anymore. Well, now we need to look for another target. There was a Vander Kane in there because in the first couple of games, he was kind of missing some chances. They're like, oh, well, Kane, I saw somebody comparing him to Cassian yesterday. <laughs> it was actually I a saw- funny line I saw where they were like, I thought the Oilers traded Cassian. Turns out he just changed his jersey number. <laughs> like, I thought that was funny, even though it's not true. Good joke, but like terrible. Come on. You know what I mean? Like you can't just further your point by grabbing somebody and trying to pull them down. It doesn't work that way. And I'm this a Pooley RV fan. I just, what drives me nuts is the hyperbole on both sides of the argument. It's crazy at this point. I think he's a good player. He's a productive player. I'd have him on my team any day, but he is not Connor McDavid. No. And he is not, you know, yeah. fucking Damn. whatever. Well, and that's, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm sad that I'm not in the room too, because I feel like we could just be bouncing back and forth off of each other on this one. But yeah, it, Tyler, you said it right. And it's, and it comes from the casual little shots that everybody takes at our own team. And it just, it boggles the mind when we're all sitting here as Oiler fans yelling at each other about Oilers players that like, why don't we want both Jesse Pugliarvi and Kyler Yamamoto to succeed at the same we time? Should. How cool would that be? Mm-hmm. So it just, it's, that's, that's the part where, yeah, like you said, Tyler, it's just, it's, it's infuriating, infuriating and bag milk. You said it best when it's, you know, both sides are just, and, and Rick, you said it too. Both sides are just trying to be right. And who cares? As long as the Edmonton Oilers are winning hockey games, thanks to the performance of both Kyler Yamamoto and Jesse Pugliarvi. But he is going to have to be a better player against yep. St. Louis because I did I do watch a lot when he's on the ice and um, there were a couple of plays in the first period where he's able to break up uh, fork checks or whatever he's, he's effective. Yep. But after that, he was a little bit uh, he's a well, little bit lost. And I just think that we need to leave that third line. I want the coaching staff to leave that third line together and allow them to um, really find their way. Well, I, and I just also think that you saying he needs to be better is appropriate. It's not he's awful or he's the best at this. No, and I mean, let's like, well, I know everybody claims to be the biggest fan or whatever. Like I'm a, I am. I'm a. Pretty big fan of the kid, and you know, I've, I've, whatever. Everyone, yeah, you know my story. Uh, anyways, it doesn't mean you're always right, right? So he can't always be the greatest player. He did not have a great game last night. He's got to be better. Liam, you but, want to say? But something? here's the thing, too, Rick. It's you know we're talking about how great the performance was from this team. This team needs to be better in that first period, and and it's not you know not any one player that let that team let that Pittsburgh Penguins. No, team but he was just spinning his tires. He was, spin, he was spinning his tires last night. Even when he gets out yeah. there, he was not having successful shifts. He got a couple of yeah. power plays there. He dumped the puck along the wall. Didn't get it behind the net. We went to the defenseman. They cleared it out. It was yeah. You just got to be better. Yeah, I just think I thought again, the arguments on Twitter are yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And I think sometimes there's a lot of it where people only watch slash pay attention to the Edmonton Oilers. And that's fine, right? Like they're your team, all of that. But then they make these insane statements and, oh, Yamamoto hasn't scored in four games. Guess what? A 20 goal scorer, which is good in the NHL. If you have a 20 goal scorer in your lineup in your top nine, that's like really good. Do the math. Yeah. That means they score once. Can we get some of your Ramchuk math? Once yeah. every four <laughs> games. Think about a player, a 20-goal guy, who's probably good Hang for on. one or two multi-goal games a year. That one. means there's going to be eight-game stretches where he doesn't score. Like, this shit happens. A 20-goal scorer scores once every four games on average. And a lot of secondary scorers are streaky scorers. That's why they're secondary, which means they're going to go through whole, uh, you know, highs and lows. And that's just what happens. Unfortunately, we yep. started the year as every secondary guy went through the same lull at the same time. 
But now you're starting to see some of them heat up. Hyman's got two goals in six games now. That's almost a 30-goal pace. Nugent Hopkins has three goals in six games. That's a 40-goal pace. Evander Kane, two goals in six games. That's a 30-goal pace, right? Like, the, you're starting to see these guys again. That's great. It's a great point, Rick. Like, they're streaky scores. That's they're what they go, are, though. They're going to go through 10-game stretches where they score seven goals. They're going to go through 10-game stretches where they score six goals. Or, sorry, where they score one goal. And like, that's just the way it is. But I, w- I was sitting there after the first period. I was going, you know what? Like, it's about time for a lot of these bottom level guys to start getting their their first point of the year and it was about time for the middle guys to start getting you know their second and third point and in the second period all that stuff took off looking at uh guys that are still off the board looking for the first point of the year jesse devon shore warren fogel marcus Niemelainen, and dylan holloway and he has had another one in front of the net man that guy's got at least one and they call them grade eight chances but they're it's a little bit fuzzy though because he's like standing on the crease the goalie is right in front of him i get where you're saying it's a great a chance but it's also really tough to score that one because the goalie is so damn close yes yes i will right, buy gotta keep that. going and they will start going in you just got to keep going he's got to keep that confidence up the way i look at it is kind of like evander kane in the sense where it's just he was getting chances you know they're gonna go in this, and now was they that, are the carolina game when the guy had like three tries and he couldn't get him one yeah it's just like way she goes sometimes you know yeah, he'll figure it out. Way she goes sometimes. But I do think the team cracks something in that second period, and I am fully expecting to see that roster, that type of game tomorrow night. There's moments in every year that just change the season. <laughs> all the time. We do this, though. We do like, this. Yeah. We go through four or five games of letting all these damn goals and all these PK goals. It's ridiculous. It's frustrating. And then we start to tighten it down. What and when we tighten it down, we have no offense, but we're not letting all up a lot uh, – defensively and then all of a sudden we get it all going at once and we pop up a bunch of goals what was it last year did we lose 12 in a row 11 2 11 and 2 and then yeah. we went to the western conference finals yep. right okay just could you imagine the others started <laughs> the season at 2 11 and 2 just the meltdown that'd be happening yeah i wouldn't recommend that nope you know ask canucks fans yes one they are what oh seven right now not even that good are they oh seven do you know actually just a quick thing on that i said Jokingly, and now it's kind of coming true a little bit that Bedard <laughs> would go to Vancouver. Yeah, I, I saw I Waz say something about that too. Like, I really hope you guys like stop that. No, you don't. I hope I hope this kid ends up in like Philly. Yeah, I'm just yeah, trying to find something that's insignificant. Yeah, Philly's fine. Yeah, he can go hang out with Frank. He can go yes. hang out with Frank. Very good. Uh, but yeah, I, was, I mean the hockey. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dan. I was just gonna say before we get away from the game too far. I also just want to say, and I don't know about uh, Rick and Tyler with you guys being the building your experience, but Penguins fans need to chill the hell out. I saw a jersey toss last night. Yeah, from that's a fan. Well, that was the tip of the iceberg. These guys, like, I just want Penguin fans that are listening to this podcast, which I'm sure is zero, mm-hmm. to understand that things are going to get way worse before they get better for you guys. Like, it just why was going on? Give me some things. context. I saw the uh, well, jersey toss. That's not I about the know, jersey man. anymore. Like, it's about the person doing it. He wants his buddies to think he's cool. It's so I found it stupid. Uh, you know what's real cool is throwing a $300 jersey on the ice. I'll Dude, if I was him. running the arena and a home team fan did that and I had this name, I would definitely ban him. Your team is 4-1-1, one, and one, by the way. Yeah. They've won, they've won some championships recently, and man, were they mad. Like, I don't know. It's just, for me, it's, you know, when, it, when you've had as much success as a Penguins fan that you've had, and you're acting like that, and throwing the jersey is just the tip of the iceberg. I don't want to go into everything that I heard and experienced outside of the arena last night, Why not? but just name chill names. out. If you're going to have a jersey toss... You better be looking like Vancouver is because they had four hit the ice the other night. <laughs> so stupid. 
<laughs> Let it rain jerseys. <laughs> and then someone burnt one in the oven, right? Was that an oven? Yeah, well, I don't yes, know. Yes, a barbecue. Barbecue? Yeah. Barbecue. Oh, good for them. Even worse. And they added the owner with that tweet, so you <laughs> yeah. know they meant business. Uh, that kind of ties into word association. Do we want to do that? One sec. Oh, okay. One sec. I'm just so excited. I know you are. I got to give a shout out to, uh, we're talking about lighting things on fire, and that just reminds me of my friends mm. at Cornerstone Insurance. You know? <laughs> You never know what life can throw at you. Sometimes it's a jersey. Sometimes it's a major issue. My friends at Cornerstone are going to be there to help you regardless of what comes your way. Auto, residential, commercial, life insurance. They've got it all at cornerstoneins.ca. Cornerstoneins.ca. Go make sure that you've got some protection on your house, your person, your whip, whatever you need. Now, Tyler, you may do some word association. You mean now we may pause for an ad. All right. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Word association time brought to you by friends at Canada Snowboard's upcoming event, FIS Snowboard Big Air World Cup presented by Toyota. Coming to Edmonton on December 10th, Bag Milk and I will be there and you can be too if you head to Ticketmaster and get your tickets. Shout out to Explore Edmonton as well, a major partner in this event and a major reason why Edmonton gets as many cool events as they do. FIS Snowboard Big Air World Cup presented by Toyota. December 10th, Commonwealth Stadium. Be there. Be there. I like how you're... uh your ad read was very sing-songy. It went kind of like, go to yeah, the that, thing and a gun. And a, uh. That took a nice turn. I, I liked like it. it. That's very rhythmic. Keeping up the energy. I like it. Uh, word association. You know the rules because we've played it once before. But if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, forget the rules. Everyone gets to say one word, the first word that pops into their mind when I say the phrase. Oh. Yeah, that's all that What's works. the order? Okay. We're going to go Liam, Dan, Bagged Milk, Rick. Liam, Dan, Bagged Milk, Rick, then me. All right? Okay. All right, you ready? First one, Dreisaitl's performance against Pittsburgh. Awesome. <laughs> Gutsy. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Leader. Electric. Wow. Wow. Seeing Connor McDavid go down. Ah. <laughs> Dan? Gut-wrenching with a dash. PTSD. 
terrifying. <gasps> <laughs> it's just a sound effect game yeah. now. Who spells these out? Yeah. <laughs> Jersey tossers. Losers. Moron. Dumb. Stupid. Tired. Like What's that. the wired version then? <laughs> just keeping your jersey Waffle. on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this one got great play on uh, our Instagram account when we posted about it the other day after our last episode. So we're going to add into word association one word for this photo of draft day Mike Smith. <laughs> Handsome. Surfboard. Rockstar. 2003. That's a good one, Rick. I'm just yeah. going to say weird. That was that was just that was a time. That you look at that. Weird. That's just a time. I can that's picture, just a time in our yeah. lives. I can picture my grad class. No, yeah. that photo. And finally, the last one I will throw your way. This photo of young Connor McDavid wearing an Edmonton Canada polo in grade three. <laughs> Liam. Uh, destiny, I suppose. Mm. Serendipity. Fate. Mm. Perfect. Adorable. <laughs> it is adorable. I want one of those shirts too. I just wanted an Edmonton Canada shirt. It's so random. Like, where do you even buy that? It reminds me of my school pitches in England when I used to have to wear like shows like that. Maybe he's English. Oh, you had a uniform, eh? I yeah. like Connor McDavid's English. You never know. Anyways, that's a wrap. <laughs> those are your five for word association for the week. The segment that will just keep building momentum. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't get good. better than that. No, no. Oh. Wow. Uh, I want to talk. Another thing I want to talk about is I am going down to Calgary on the weekend. Tyler might be. If someone is looking for my Arkell or for Arkell's floor <laughs> seats, I've dropped the price to $200 because that is how much money I will need to buy floor seats in Calgary. So I can also go to the BOA. The point I'm getting at here is we've got courtesy of our friends at ATB. We've got a, an allotment of tickets that we are going to give away to Oilers fans that are down in Calgary. I was going to say, I was kind of worried about just three of you guys going on. I feel like we need to travel in larger numbers. Yes. Thankfully, we've got these tickets that we're going to give away. So what's going to happen is we are going to announce a pregame location the day of in Calgary on Saturday. The first X number of people, I don't even know how many tickets we got, that show up, we are going to give you tickets to come with us to the game. It's going to be an old school radio giveaway. I'd take it, man. I got trying to think if I know anybody that lives in Calgary. So if you live in Calgary, you're going to want to keep your eye on your, our socials. You're going to turn those, uh, tweet notifications on because you're going to want to know where we're going. You'll get some free entry into the horrible, horrible saddle dome. Bring your hard hats just in case. I was going to say, uh, do you have some sort of safety? Yeah, I think I'm just going to go in full hockey equipment. Mm hmm. Mouth guard and everything. I'm very nervous about going in there. Yep. Roof may follow me. So again, pay attention to our socials. You could be coming with us to the BOA if you live in Calgary, or if you can just get down to Calgary, if you want to do a little, you know, a little gambling on where we're going to end up. Liam, you got something to say? I'm good. You you sleepy? Those farm days. Farm life. I get it. I get it. Uh, Looking ahead at the Oilers road trip they've got coming up, St. Louis, Chicago, Calgary. Then they're back home on uh, November 1st against Nashville. So I just want to ask real quick, what are you guys expecting round two against St. Louis? We just saw them on Saturday, arguably one of the most painfully boring games that I've witnessed in quite some time. Your thoughts on round two in St. Louis this time? Mm. I expect to win. Like I know it was frustrating that Saturday game, but they... 
I think there's a lot of St. Louis fans out there who are frustrated with their game as well. We stifled, we, we, we one goal, 22 shots, I think it was in a game. Uh, it was, they took care of their own end and we didn't give up a lot of opportunities. So yeah, I expect that with the, some of the offensive last night. And I, what do we say? I think we did this on Friday where we had, I said seven points out of 10. So yeah. I, yeah, I expect a, a two there. Tyler, what do you expect? Round two against St. Louis. I expect the offense to break through. I think this is an Oilers team that's just too deep and too talented to get shut down in two straight games by the same team kind of thing. I know there's the Pittsburgh game in the middle, but I just, I don't think Pittsburgh can hold you off the score sheet in back-to-back games. I expect the offense to get going. Yeah. Liam? Yeah, kind of just the same. Just take it to him, I guess. Like, play your game now. Don't let yes. them dictate the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I would say, damn, before I get to you, I just, they got to be a little bit, again, get greasier. Like we saw last night, Take your shots, but make sure that they're worth it. Somebody's crashing to the net, getting right in front, going to clean up the garbage. That's how you're going to beat a team like St. Louis. You're not going to beat them with pretty passing plays off the rush. You might score one or two, maybe. You got to play on your toes. You got to be aggressive out there. You can't be passive. Yep. Dan, what are you thinking for tomorrow's rematch against St. Louis? I just think it's a good opportunity for Woodcroft to, uh, you know, I, I feel like he's probably salivating at the thought of being able to play two teams, you know, in St. Louis and in Calgary that are teams that we've just beat, lost to, you know, and, and been beaten by. And so, you know, he's got an opportunity for this team to come back and get a little revenge and, and you know, like you guys said, break through. So I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, I hope that the team is excited about this opportunity to be able to come out and right a wrong that, uh, that you allowed to happen in your own barn in both cases and now you get to go into theirs and do the same so yeah i'm i'm hoping that this pittsburgh effort in two and three periods was uh, is going to carry over into st louis chicago and calgary it is pretty impressive that i mean i know there are concerns with this team and they were two and three heading into last night below 500 but if you take out empty netters they haven't lost a game by more than a goal right like every game they've lost has been the one goal lost calgary two goals with an empty netter against Buffalo, two goals with an empty netter against St. Louis. Like the games they've lost, they've been in, even though they haven't played well. And I think that's actually a kind of an encouraging sign. It is. I know it's, it's been frustrating. I get it. Right. So yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody turns and goes negative and the worst, the worst, there's no effort, blah, 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 all the bullshit is. They haven't been too far out of it. Their offense hasn't been there. They couldn't get any help from anybody outside of, you know, the big two and Hyman, you know, nurse has done it. I think he's done enough offensively so far. He's been solid. Yeah. So, yeah, no, the rest of the team was uh, just needed them to pick it up, and they started it last night, and there's no reason why to uh, to expect that they, they'd stop right now. I think that also the Chicago game that's coming up on Thursday, back-to-back this week, is just as important as the St. Louis game because Chicago, to me, is a team that the Oilers need to beat more often than not. Oh, yeah. And they cannot look past that game at all. I know that we're looking past St. Louis first, but, hey, we're not playing. <laughs> I look at the Chicago game as a must win as well. You cannot come out of that back-to-back set losing to Chicago. I think all three of these games are must wins. And I know that's kind of jumping the gun to... Yeah, we're using must win way too early here. Not in like a like, oh, if do or die kind of thing, but like just get some consistency on winning games now. Like get in the rhythm of like having that feeling again. And then when you do lose a game... You get yourself on a run. Yeah. If you lose against a bad team like Chicago or whoever it is, like further down the line, like doesn't matter as much. But we can, we can also, also get goalie too, right? Like the Buffalo game was 48 shots. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, I just want to see them play 
forward like they were last night play on your toes be aggressive be proactive be the first one there and just try and play your game as as opposed to responding to the other team what's that thing bob mckenzie said nothing matters in october until the well, christmas to the uh, american, american thanksgiving Thank- no american thanksgiving is like when the playoff cut line like if your team's yeah. in shit well there's a certain there's a certain percentage yeah. at that point but yeah you yeah. kind of give it the team 10 15 games before you get so when, over the when's worried. thanksgiving Coming up uh, in November, two weeks, three weeks. November, okay. I'm just trying to figure just, out how many games they have until then. Until yeah, about like, three weeks, I think. Okay. It's going to be ten. Just to tell the games. Canucks fans not to care about their first games. <laughs> well, I watched that third period last night, and the intermission was like no optimism at all about what was going to happen. <laughs> and then they came out and scored two goals in two minutes, and one of them was a blatant kick. Did you guys see it? No. Yeah, but oh. he did, but he doesn't. I just it, the kick rule is just so stupid. It, it's it's should, arbitrary. Should get rid of it, like yeah. it's so complicated. As long as your skates on the ice, it should count. I mean, that's what it, that's yeah. what it was though. I yeah. think is it was skate stayed on the ice the whole time. So he twisted his foot, but he twisted his foot into like a forward trajectory. But he didn't make a kicking kick motion. motion. Which it was kicking motion though. That's honestly, I I don't I really don't, mind yeah. it. I know it's frustrating, but it's a kicking motion. If your those. foot goes, if your foot is goes forward and like. Even to like a little pass, Derek Coleman or whatever Coleman, Blake Coleman. Like if your foot's moving forward like that, it's like well, it's he's a, a kick. cheater. It's a Everybody, kick. Though. Every other goal. Everyone knows that it's yeah, a kick. Blake you can Coleman. twist. Like if you keep your toe down and spin your heel, I think you might get away with something. But if your foot go, it's like it's like um, ch- a check swing in baseball. Yeah, like if you cross that certain line, it's a kick. I just think that if your skates it's frustrating, on the ice, but I just I, I don't care how it goes in. I don't either. Like, like I think you don't want guys bicycle kicking to try and get <laughs> goals in because you don't need a decapitation on Hockey Night in Canada. But no. ultimately, if you kick a puck in when your skate's on the ice, why does that not count? As someone who has played soccer their entire lives, I've kicked a ball by literally changing the direction of my foot and Braggart. not doing a swing in motion. So it's a kick. Is like it, is like it a the, kick or is it redirection though? It's a kick. I kicked the ball. You redirected it into four into the into that direction. We can't get it. As it is, both count. <laughs> they both count, in my opinion. It Tyler, been, final rule. Yeah, yeah I, I think as long as your skate's on the ice, it should count. I agree. I think use so whatever you that, can okay, to create so more goals. Therefore, you'd say the... And I believe Coleman's skate was on the ice, no? But he kicked it. Oh, but he's a cheater. But if we, you know, where are we saying that <laughs> to go? Because I, I think, like, I if think you're stopping, too. if you're stopping, you can use that one foot. <laughs> that should have been a goal. To extend, to, you yeah. can, to extend, but that's a kick, though. It should have been a goal. It, I'm, not arguing, cheater, so I I'm not arguing about if the calls are or aren't correct. I'm saying what the rules should be going forward. Oh, that's yeah. fine. If you want to redo the rules, that's that's yes. different. It's that's a, different. It's, and a I, hard, it's a hard rule to debate because the rule's so inconclusive. So are you guess. guys all in favor of just saying all kicks count? Like yeah. maybe, kicks maybe, on the ice. maybe kicks. on the ice. Blade is on the ice. Yes. Because you stick, yeah. Your blade. Can you kick? Can you kick if they're... You can redirect. Yep. We can I redirect you whack pucks in. But if you're like... So like, what? I don't know. Well, you can. I think you should be able to whack pucks in. As long as it's not over the crossbar. I was going to say... And as long as you have your hand on your stick, I think that you should be able to redirect as all as all heck as you want. I don't know. More goals, more goals. We're getting more goals this way. Uh, I, I put maybe I'm, I definitely I'm a, I'm a little more old school in this, so I, I definitely I, I do not want to see any. Rules I would put like that. the puck in my pants and just skate it into the net. Remember when that happened to Mike Shit Smith. about me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah unstoppable. Just put it in your glove and kick your glove in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts, Liam. Uh-huh. I'm good. 
Excellent. You'll be better if you went to Twig and Berries. Use the Nation 15 as your promo code. Got a little discount on your order. Nice. I think you'd look really handsome in an ODR hoodie, if I'm being honest. Thank you. You're welcome. Tyler, thoughts? You know what I kind of want to do for one of these two road games? Go for it. I might do a live watch along. Like I'll go live on our YouTube for like the whole game and just sit there and talk to people. Yeah, you could do that. I might. But then you just got to be aware that you're also on camera for three hours. So all those times that you enjoy picking your nose. I have been biting my fingers a lot because I'm very nervous, but. What are you nervous about? about? I don't know. Just life. Have you tried eating bananas? No. (laughs) Yeah, you need a little Um, potassium. (laughs) But I I think that might be fun. It would be fun. I'll take breaks here and there. to people would enjoy that. Yeah. Anyways, send me a tweet if you think I should do a watch party for either or a live watch along for St. Louis or Chicago. Might be a good time. I'll bring people on. Yeah. You should do the Chicago one just in case St. Louis is a snooze. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too is like the Chicago one might has has better potential to be more fun. They're so boring. The Hawks so boring. game of a back to back. No, St. Louis. Oh yeah, they suck. St. Louis is so boring. Like, like I get how that suck. game's effective. Like you play that style and it works, yeah. but like fuck is it boring. Like if you're a Blues fan and you have to watch that for 82 games a night or a season, cool. can't, it must not be always be like that. Like I think the Oilers are able, able to like Stifle. They still have Tarasenko. They got, they've got it's not talent. Minnesota Wild. They've got talent out yeah. there. They the just old, look so much old like old Minnesota. They just not look new like the old Minnesota Wild to me. Like they clog the way they clog up the neutral zone and like line up across the blue line. It drives me crazy. I well, hate that. They style. had that one goal lead already. Yeah. You get out, get out ahead of them, and they'll change their style a bit. Well, they have to, especially because we couldn't do a damn thing offensively. Well, no. Yeah. Nothing. Zero. Score prediction for tomorrow, us? Tyler. Four two. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Four two for me. Uh, uh. Five three Edmonton. Dan. I'm gonna say three two St. Louis in overtime. How oh. dare you? Liam? Three one Oilers. Good for you. I like it. Good in you. Yep. You know I like how you kept the the defensive numbers down there. Yep. Yeah. Jack Campbell's been good. Let's talk about He's Jack Campbell. Good. He's been good all year. Yep. We've given up too many goals, but these are like, I get it goes past the goaltender, but it's as a team. Like, I want to ask, you guys, there, I wanna ask you guys a question because I asked it on the B-Cast last night and I thought the answers, answers from Nation Citizens were interesting. Jack Campbell, to my opinion, has done a really good job of just kind of shutting the door when it really needs to happen. Like, obviously you don't want to give up goals, all that shit. I get it. But like after the third one last night, nothing was getting past him. Nothing. The Oilers were able to fight back, and I think a big part of it is because Jack Campbell gave him the foundation to do so. So my question for you guys now, we had three years of Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. The Oilers were up by a goal with in the, in the third period, somewhere in there, two goals. Are you comfortable with Jack Campbell back there as your goaltender, or are you still kind of, well, something's going to go in, something's going to go wrong because of what we've had for the last three years? No, I'm comfortable. You got to move on from the player. You got to let that go. Uh the thing is, the, the difference is we haven't seen the bad goal. Period. There hasn't been a bad goal. Hasn't been like a real Well, that's what, you know, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, like yeah. where you're like, oh, like where Twitter goes out and says, oh, Miko and his glove or yeah. Smith and whatever. Um, like last night, I imagine he'd probably want the rust goal back just because he's he sliding a bad bounce. back. Like, yeah, the, but like yeah. he's sliding back in a position. He banks it off. I imagine if you ask Jack Campbell, he probably wants that one back, but it wasn't egregious by any means. No, it's just an unlucky goal. That's whatever. It's a bouncer. But we haven't seen that bad goal. You haven't seen that stupid one in Calgary that just came from, you know, like the other end of the ice or 
We haven't seen a bad goal yet. We haven't seen like a weak wrister from the top of the circle. Yeah. Like times he's been beaten from the top of the circle. It's like JT Miller and Evgeny Svechnikov ripping yeah. it home. Like, yeah. His save percentages so far, 917, 636, 900, 952, 914. <laughs> we said that we just needed a guy who's going to be consistently in the 910 to 920 range. Well, and last night? He's yeah, like last night I think was a great example of what Jack Campbell. What's his season be average right now? Eight ninety five. Well, yeah, that, that's but that's that Calgary one. So is it? Yeah, I mean eight ninety five is it is what it is. We have not been good defensively. What I will say is eight ninety five is basically what Miko and Mike Smith finished the year at last year. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Liam, what do you think? Are you comfortable with Jack Campbell back there? Because I am. Yeah, um, I think he's made the saves at at big times too. Like big saves too. We mentioned too. it the other day. The CC one at the end of the Carolina game. Like, yep. who knows what's going to happen if someone else is in goal for that? And I think one thing as well, like, we keep saying these numbers, like, what does he make? Makes five million a year, yep. which is literally the league average for a goaltender. We need an average goaltender, and that's exactly what he's basically. That's CC one that still annoys me because everyone gives this the giveaway to CC, but the horrible. way he got the puck was terrible. Like, yeah. it was the whole, it was a broken play from the very beginning, but it goes off CC stick at the very end. So everyone's like, oh, the CC giveaway. It was a grenade coming to him. There was very little they could do. Yeah. And what was the, the was it Jordan Cairo who robbed against St. Louis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right in front. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he's making massive saves. And yep. it's not, it was funny. Like, Smith would obviously make those big saves too, but some sometimes they were just bigger than they actually were. Like, this guy is making yeah. big saves and he's just like swallowing it. But yeah, there's, there's no flailing of the limbs. Yeah. But then there's like the big save. He's not making the big save to make up for the weak wrister he let in already. And, and Smith would make, big saves look yep. borderline miraculous <laughs> yes. because yes. of the way he would like slide into position after like flail to get it. Jack Campbell just makes big saves. Cause he was there yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Dan, what do you think? Soup season? I, yeah. I mean, for me, I think personally I've shifted away from wanting any kind of save percentage for Campbell. I just expect to have three goals or less against every night. Hmm. And this team offensively should be able to put up three goals any night. Any, on any given night. And so to me, that's the recipe for winning. And Jack Campbell does that just because situationally we're seeing it more and more. I think that as the game gets tighter and as the Oilers start to play in front of him, he rises to the occasion as well. And that's all you need from a goalie with a team as offensively gifted as this team should be. So yeah, for me, it's, it's that three goals against number and more often than not, he's hitting that. So that's what you want. Do you think that because of him or because of the defense in front of him? Uh, I think that early on in games, it's been a, a team issue wholeheartedly, not any one person that you can point at and say, I mean, you looked at, you look at that Penguins game and that first period was just, again, handling a grenade in their own zone, passing the puck to Penguins players on their tape. It was frustrating to see. And, you know, as a goalie, that's got to be hard to, to kind of calibrate around. And we used to see the go- first shot go in. Now we're not seeing that, but we are seeing some goals go in early. And that's just, to me, the way this team is built. I wonder if the defensemen are kind of like, they make a mistake and they're expecting to get screamed at. And then there's Jack Campbell giving <laughs> a little pat on the bum and like, hey, I good said, job. Nice job. You'll get him next time. What the fuck just happened? I put out the tweet. You got to just, you got to play like you have Mike Smith behind you and you're going to get yelled at if you screw up. Hey, he's, he's still on payroll. He's, he's still an on, emotional guy. I think we make too much of it. He's still on payroll. Hey, I say you bring him on no, the no, bench right. and he can I just agree. scream at them from there. I'm going to start yelling at you guys more on this podcast. If Do I, don't it. Your I deserve it. Do it. Sloppy ad read. I'm just going to be fucking yeah. screaming at you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You throw a water bottle? Yeah. 
That's how you know you care, man. You're chucking shit at each other. Yeah, it's understandable. Right? It's emotion. It's passion. Of course. Of course. I still say that, hey, Mike's missed all on the payroll. Get him to come yell at the boys every now and then. Just, you know, sit in the dressing room. Yeah, fuck yeah. Pump him up. Put him right behind the net. He just stands by Woody. And when Woody just gives him a tap on the shoulder and he knows it's time for him to go in and yell at the crew. Yeah. I like it. It's got to put that mask on first, though, I think. Oh, yeah. Something about that that voice behind the uh, the wire, the bars there. It's uh, 100%. Increases it. No haircuts either, bro. Well, you can go back to what he had. His draft care. Oh, if he yeah, could- well, he looked great. <laughs> Bring back the My puka Lord. shells. Yeah. Come on. Whew. Spicy. All right, boys. Any final thoughts before the road trip? We got two games in between the next episode. Final thoughts, Tyler. I just, I, I just want to go off script for one second and just say uh, a shout out. And I, I don't honestly even know uh, how to say it uh, properly. But uh, a listener of the show, Ash Doroshenko, I mentioned her a couple weeks ago as my hot performer, uh, made a had to make a terrible decision this week to. Uh, to end her life herself. And so I just wanted to give a huge shout out to the Storoshenko family from all of us. Um, thank you very much for tuning in as long as you did Ash and, and all the best. That will just, uh, we'll wrap up the episode and we'll talk to you on Friday. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.